This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. Welcome back to another week of fun and time change. Here we are again. Here we are again. Why? Daylight savings time. Why is it even a thing? You know, we ask this question every year and we never get an answer, never get a good answer. The only people who know how to do it is Arizona because we don't change the time in Arizona. You say we like you live (laughs) there. Because that's my life. Joy identifies as being from Arizona when (laughs) you are from Arizona. You identify Arizonan, Arizonian. How do you say it? I don't remember. Arizonian, Arizonan, Arizona. I don't know. Arizonan. We used to, the, the slang was a zony. Uh, Joy identifies as a zony during daylight savings weekend only. <laughs> only. Then and only then. Oh, then and only then. All the other um, stuff, they got some catching up to you to do. <laughs> do you hear that, Arizona? Listen up. Don't like what's going on over there. Anyway. Uh, yes. Time change. Time change. Pi day. Pi day. Happy birthday, Brandon. Happy birthday, Brandon. <laughs> Is he celebrating? What's going on? We went out to like the fanciest dinner I've ever gone to in my life on Saturday night. We went to Corita in Boulder. Wait, not fancier than matzah. No. So, okay, let me rephrase. Most expensive dinner I've ever gone out to. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm like, how dare you? No, that will. I mean, I think that's like that dinner was a core memory at this point. Such a core memory. Still want to find Michael, the waiter. I still want to find him. I want to go back, but I don't want to go back. You know, I know. I know because it's kind of like that. You just want to replay everything and I have just it be want the it exact to live same. In yeah. this like golden glow moment in my mind is like the last thing that happened before COVID. And we like mm-hmm. saw Pat and Oswald from across the room. Oh, anyway. Pat and Oswald. Okay. Yeah. We went to Corita in Boulder, which if you're looking for like a, an extremely expensive fancy date night in Boulder, Corita is a great option. It's a Spanish steakhouse. Brandon had a 120 day age New York strip steak, which Brandon does not a New York strip steak type of guy. Um, for all of you steak enthusiasts out there, you know that a New York strip is a tougher cut of steak. Brandon is a tenderloin guy. He wants a, like a melt in your mouth experience, and you're not going to get that with a New York strip. So it was good, but it wasn't like unbelievably it's good. Tough on the jaw, a lot of yeah, chewing. It's like a little gamey, especially when yeah. it's that dry. That it's been dry aged that long, which some people really like that, and that's what they're going for. And it was the really interesting flavor because of the dry aging, but. Um, and I had the sturgeon, which I feel bougie just saying, but it was very good. All that to say that we thoroughly celebrated his birthday Saturday night. And then we also then had like a cake last night. We had a couple of friends over, had burgers and made, did a cake. And then I made a pie today because it's pie day. We're, we'll probably put some candles in that tonight. I also have my pie sweatshirt on. I have this sure blue do. crew neck sweatshirt with a little embroidered piece of pumpkin pie it's with so a dollop cute. of cream on top. Where did you get and, that again? Uh, it's from the gal who wrote the book on pie. She had like a limited oh, edition yes. collection that released with food 52. That's Andy, site. right? Is it Andy? Aaron. Aaron. Aaron McDowell. McDowell. I want to say Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell is an actress. Yes. Allie <laughs> uh, McBeal. Um, <laughs> Her? Her? Uh, yeah. So I love the sweatshirt. I normally only wear it. Like it's like a great sleeping sweatshirt or like I wear it to the gym at four in the morning, five in the morning, which today was four in the morning. And then today I got to actually wear it. And I was like, it's my, it's pie day. I get to wear my like thoroughly, like this is a Perfect. soft, cozy sweatshirt. This is not like a dress up or dress down sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like pajamas. Yeah. Um, but so it's Friday. I made a pumpkin pie before we hit record. And I was like, we just got to talk about this. 
we were talking about the different types of pies. And, you know, people think about apple pie as like the standard type of pie. But apple pie is by far one of the most labor intensive pies out there because you have you have to peel the apples. You have to cut them. You have to cook them separately. You have to like make the whole filling. There's two crusts involved because there's a, you know, it's almost always got a top, like a crust on the top as well. Yeah. You have to make twice as much crust. And there's not like a filling, like a pre-made filling you can buy for apple pie. Like some, I mean, I'm sure like there cherry- is. I'm sure like yeah. somebody sells like frozen apple yeah. pie. It's, just not, it's, it's not as good. Not the same. Yeah. I will. I don't like peels in my apple pie. Some people are fine with it. I'm not into peels. My apple pie, like a tiny bit. If you miss it, I'm not going to like, like a sliver, but not, I don't want to be non on a peel. Yeah. I agree. Agree. And I like my apple pies. I like my apple slices pretty small. I don't love apple pie though. I don't love the texture of baked apple. Yeah. That's a good point. You either love it. it. There's something to the, it's not too soft, but not, but a little too hard. I don't know. It's, I don't like love it or hate it. I'm like very neutral on apple pie, but it's far from my favorite. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so last year on pie day for Brandon's birthday, I made an apple pie and I, it actually was so cute because I took this, the dough. And as I was rolling out the crust, I put a bunch of rainbow sprinkles in it and like rolled the rainbow sprinkles into the crust for the topper. So it was like this lattice dough that had these little rainbow sprinkles in, and it was so cute, but it didn't really change the fact that like apple pie is sort of meh. And so I made a pumpkin pie this year because pumpkin pie is my favorite. And then Brandon's whole life that I've known him, he's always told me that apple pie is his favorite. So I've always like laboriously made him apple pie. And then yesterday he was like, pumpkin pie is my favorite. And I was like, no, pumpkin pie is my favorite. But if you want it to be your favorite, that's great because more pumpkin pie for us. All these years. All these years. And he was like, maybe my attitude changed. I was like, that's fine. You can change yourself. <laughs> you can learn and grow and adapt to being a pumpkin pie person. You're People like, really underestimate pumpkin easy. pie. Yeah. Because it's so easy. You parbake the crust, which is like so easy. I think, you know, and like, it's just one step. You just mix the ingredients together and then pour it in the pie crust and then you bake it. There's no, pies can be complex because of the varying degrees, timing the crust with the filling and the varying degrees. Like sometimes you have to kind of partially pre-bake the crust. Sometimes you have to partially pre-bake the filling. The list goes on and on. Sometimes you have more than one type of filling. Pumpkin pie is just a one-stop shop. You mix it in a bowl, pour it in, bake it, good to go. So that's what I made. I would also argue that it's the best breakfast pie. If anyone was asking, which I know you all are. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I think Scott's in the backyard doing something. I just looked behind me. I mean, listeners, you can't see this, but I have a window behind me. And uh, I just saw on the screen that Scott's like doing stuff in the shed. It is prime yard work season. Like it's starting. And so he gets real excited. I mean, this is where we're at in our lives where he just gets so excited to go to yard work. It's honestly like bears coming out of a hibernation, like husband going, like opening the shed. (laughs) I think he just went to like Home Depot and bought another tool. I'm like, what tool could we possibly need? Guys, for context, yard, her backyard is like non-existent. It's like a strip of gravel. But like he's doing stuff in the front yard. I'm sure there's things he needs to like. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. I just got distracted because I was like, what is he doing? But happy pie day. (sighs) And it is spring is springing, even though Mm -hmm. we're supposed to get snow again on Wednesday. But March snow is not the same thing as February snow. Spring is springing. We have had to endure daylight savings time. But that does mean that it's light later, even though it means that the mornings are just cold and dark again. Mm -hmm. I'm really proud of how many reels we've produced since like, you know, what did we do this two weeks ago? We've been really on the reels train. 
Sometimes we've released three reels per day. Yeah, that's pretty at impressive. At certain times. I'm finding for as resistant I was at first, I'm like, actually, reels are so much easier to post than a photo. Because photos have to be perfect, like the setup, you feel like you have to get some, I don't know, some perfect angle. And sometimes it's hard to think of like, what do you post for a photo? But reels are so much easier to like string because together you can just a video. Copy other people. Yeah. Well, that and you're just like, oh, instead of me taking a photo of, you know, whatever product or thing that I want to take a photo of, it's like, oh, it's much more fun to put to make a video and put it to music. So we really have I'm coming that. around. Yeah, it's we're going strong. So how how are you feeling now that like the dark the de- dark depths of winter are ending? It's so weird to think about. Someone mentioned that two years ago today is when the pandemic shutdown happened, and that's very yeah. weird to think about. I'm like, was it right, really like the first like stay home orders were like executed on this day? In yes, Colorado. yes, and. That kind of trips me up a little bit. Um, someone asked a question on our Q&A, which we'll get to in a second, but it's relevant now. Someone asked a question just in terms of mental health of what they, what I think the long-lasting effects will be from the pandemic on our mental health. And all I can say is just from the people that I'm talking to right now is that we don't really, we just kind of went into survival mode with whatever that looks like for your family. Like you just had to figure things out. And after the fact, because you went into survival mode, and this is, again, this is just the people I've talked to. I'm not like the end all be all of this topic, but you went into survival. Since these people have elected to listen to our podcast, we can assume that they value our opinions on some topics and some circumstances. Yeah. I just want to, I always make sure that I'm like, this is not the end all be all. But, you know, I talked to a lot of people about this. And because we went into survival mode, you just did what you had to do, what was in front of you. You didn't really have time, especially parents, especially children, going through schools, mothers all of a sudden having to step up and do 50 million jobs on top of the 50 million jobs that they were doing. So, you, And you just didn't have time. Like, you make it work. If you were to kind of stop, like, one of the balls juggling, then, like, everything was going to fall. So you're like, well, I just have to keep this going. But I think after two years and kind of the ebb and flow of things and also just everything changing... Uh, whether it be, okay, school's on, but now school's off and co. all right, these kids have to wear masks. No, they don't wear masks. And then everybody makes it political and, and people don't want to wear masks. Having gone through that, I do feel like collectively, there's, there's kind of like a reflection that's happening right now where people are kind of like, like a stun gun where you're just like, what just happened? People aren't realizing how much those tiny, not tiny, but everyday things that were happening and decisions you were having to make are and were so taxing on your body and your mind and your soul. And so there's kind of like this great realization of like, oh, yeah, it's almost like they didn't realize how hard it was until now when I pointed out, I'm like, do you realize what you just went through? And then on top of anything else that people are dealing with, like if they have lost somebody or they went through something really difficult or some people I'm talking to that were in the Colorado fires are like, oh, yeah, I just feel like I can't catch a break, but you just don't know what hit you type of thing. And so I think long term, I don't know the answer to that. But what I'm seeing is just where you take a step back, almost like a a marathon where you look at like, I can't believe I just did that. And oh, my gosh, I'm so tired. 
So I think also people aren't realizing how hard that is on your mind, body, and soul. So if you're feeling drained, if you're feeling exhausted, if you're feeling sad, realize that you did just go through this marathon. It did take a toll on you. But I think because we're in this world that everybody went through it, people are like, well, I guess I just need to be okay. Everyone else went through it. And it's like, no, you yourself have to step back and realize how hard that was for you. This isn't to like compare with anybody else. But I think it's just a, a recognizing that what you did was really, really difficult. I think also recognizing that a lot of people are still in it and, you know, wanting to Evie still is, I mean, you guys know that how we feel about vaccines, we're all vaccinated. Evie cannot be vaccinated. And the, you know, she's three years old and the data and studies for kids under five, that goalpost feels like it keeps moving. And I, you know, we are really lucky. And I've said this a bunch that like no one in our household is high risk, but we have a lot of high risk people that are immediately adjacent to us. And so, you know, we now have Miles going to school every day without a mask. We all have colds now. Just everyone in my family has like the crud, has had it for three weeks ever since masks went away or, you know, almost four weeks at this point. We COVID, you know, we do that at home COVID tests. They're always negative. It's just literally like, oh yeah, this is what life is like when you have a gross kid in a gross kindergarten classroom because kindergartners are gross. But Evie can't be vaccinated. We have, you know, high-risk people immediately adjacent to us. Yeah. And I, you know, I know a lot of people who either they do have high risk people in their household, they themselves are really high risk and they're still feel, sitting here feeling like, Hey, wait a minute, this isn't over yet for us. And everyone else is saying like, okay, we made it, you know? And like, yeah, it's important to process it. And it's important to recognize that it's been a really hard two years. And I also think it's important to recognize that for a lot of people, this is not in the rearview mirror yet. Well, those people are just as tired, if not more tired than yeah, us. Yeah. And emotionally, people who lost loved ones are still so angry, understandably so. Like, I will talk to people who are just like, I can't believe this vaccines were political all of a sudden, and the virus was political, and I lost a loved one. I have to sit here and you know, think that their life could have been saved if we, if so-and-so would have taken it seriously. Like there's so much processing that's still happening. So I think that you're right. And a lot of people are in different stages of it. There's still people who their health is compromised. And so they are still worried about the virus. It's just, it's very layered. And I know your original question was just kind of like, how are we feeling after the winter? But I can't help but think too about like, now it feels like every month is a comparison to where we were last year uh, and the year before. So then I think about the pandemic. And so it's really hard to kind of just think about where life was normally three years ago. And I wonder if that will always be the case. Yeah, I think it will be interesting. I feel like I barely even remember what it was like before. You know, we've just been in that mindset for so long. And it's interesting to, even though I know that like this two-year landmark is a really big one, I don't feel like I'm marking the passage of time anymore based on like how long it's been since things shut down. To me, like, I think that was the first kind of recognition that I had that we weren't ever going to kind of quote unquote go back was when I stopped really thinking about, oh, it's been three months or six months or a year since the last time I did XYZ. And now I'm just kind of like, yeah, that those um, anniversaries or those moments that like don't really feel significant to me anymore. It's just like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like after you graduate from college or something, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've been out of college for six months already. And then after a couple of years, you're like, it stops being relevant to your, in that way. It feels like we, there were moments where we all feared that we were going to go back to how it was at the beginning where everything shut down. 
I don't think that's ever going to happen just because now, well, you never know, but I don't think that's going to happen just because now we have the knowledge and ability to, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> it looks like you're needing some breath. That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm talking and I see Claire just hand go like near her desk and start like moving around. I was like, what, what? are you making something? And then she lifts yeah. up an entire jar of a bread bowl. dough. Yeah, I'm, make, I'm needing my bread. It oh my crazy. God. <laughs> Nothing like multitasking. I needed to be prepared for that. That was so <laughs> Oh my gosh, <laughs> my stomach hurts. I was Sorry. trying to, I was trying to be low key about it. I like kept under the desk. I'm like tears are streaming down my face. My stomach hurts. Okay, <laughs> God, I don't even know what I was talking about. Okay, but I'm, I don't think we're ever gonna go back. To, like I know that we, <laughs> I know that we're never gonna go back to like the complete shutdown. And I know a lot of people were really worried about that. So it's like at least we have some knowledge and we've lived and learned with all of that. But yeah, it's just, it's just like before the pandemic and after the pandemic for people who are like alive during all of this you know i always think that like maybe one day our podcast will be in some kind of like time capsule and people right. from like 100 years from now will find it and be like those girls wow they really were ahead of their time <laughs> no we were just living um, during okay. a pandemic i'd also like to clarify to people okay so if anybody out there is a sourdough maker you yeah know. please please let's tr let's change topics because we need to know what type of bread you're going on over here so i have my like my my bowl of my dough. I started it a couple hours ago. And so it went through like the first kind of auto lice. And then I kind of forgot about it and I let it go too long in between stretches and folds. And so I had to bring it down with me during the podcast. Cause I was like, Oh, I can't let it go a whole hour. It's only, you're supposed to do it every like 30 minutes. So I had to do it. It's, and I like, as you were talking, I was like, Oh, this is a good moment. I'm not going to talk for a minute. I'll stretch and fold my bread. I was trying to be covert. It didn't work. <laughs> I was like, what, is she petting something? Oh my God, that was so great. So great. I really, like, that's a moment I wish I had. <gasps> Actually, you know what? We do, this does record video and I'm absolutely going to be clipping this and playing it. <laughs> Some people are like, you should release it on YouTube. I'm like, man, that that's just so feels much work. So, so much work. work. And I just, yeah. I mean, people don't want to just sit and watch us talk, do they? I guess they do. Maybe, maybe like two people. All right, let me take a quick pause. We had a guest uh, a couple weeks ago, Sarah Gross with Feisty Media. She wanted to, we talked a little bit about the, um, about the Women's Performance Summit. And so she wanted our listeners to get a discount. So if you're interested in going to the Women's Performance Summit, it's the weekend of March 25th. And so it's like a whole weekend of speakers, experts that on female training. Yeah, it's online. It's all online. You can go to livefeisty.com and the discount, if you want a discount, it will be $50 off the annual pass. That just means that you get access to replays for the full year. So you, if you can't attend that weekend, you can just replay it. Tons of great speakers. They have all the speakers listed on their website. So the code is Joy and Claire. And you're speaking too, right? I'm on a panel. So I'm doing the panel for like the opening after the keynote and Amelia Boone is the keynote. 
So I'm going to be on a panel on Friday evening, March 25th. So you can join. I'm going to be speaking on mental health. Should be a good time. They have a lot of great speakers. So highly recommend it. Go check it out. Um. Okay. So I know we want we wanted to catch up on a little bit of Q&A from two weeks ago. Other than that, we have, I'm just trying to think like other fun stuff coming up that we wanted to talk about. One thing I was thinking, I'm curious for people out there who are into kind of, ex- I mean, would we call skiing an extreme sport? Who are into like outdoor sports? I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Mm-hmm. So, okay. You guys know I like to, but I'm like pretty, a pretty bad skier by for all intents and purposes. Like I for as long as I've been skiing, I've been skiing for 30 years. You'd think I would be really good. I'm not really good. And the, the main problem is that I don't really like to go fast. Yeah, I'm but the so same way. I go with people and they're <laughs> like, I get so self-conscious. The other week, two weeks ago, my company did a ski day because that's the kind of company that I work for. <laughs> and we all went up to Winter Park. Finally, I was like, you know what? I don't want to go hard. Like, I don't want to try hard. I don't want to, I don't want to try that hard. I just want to like, I want to have a fun time. I don't want to be tired. And so I literally was like, I'm staying on these short blues. And so many other people were like, yes, thank you. Let's stay on the short blues. Explain to people who aren't skiers okay. what short blues means. Yeah. Short, so so <laughs> ski runs are ranked green. Rated. Is rated from green, which is the easiest, blue, which is intermediate, black, which is expert, and then double black, which is like extreme. Extreme. And double black typically means that it, there's an area with like rocks. like Yeah. Like you're... In, in bounds in the sense that it's like part of a resort. And if you fell, ski patrol would come get you. And like, there's not likely to be an avalanche, but apart from that, it's very, very steep. Although sometimes double blacks are just super duper steep, but anyway, mm-hmm. and icy or really bumpy. And then obviously the longer a run is the harder it is. So sometimes you'll be on a run that and conversely, the shorter it is, the easier, the like lower the rank is. So sometimes you'll be on a run that's really, really steep, but if it's short, it'll be classified as a blue instead of a black because it's over quickly. So saying like, I want to go on a short blue is basically like, I I'm not looking for like the easiest run out there, but I'm far from the hardest run out there. I don't like, I'm not out here to try to prove anything. It was so nice to be able to just say that and not, I mean, I'm with like people I work with. So I didn't really feel like, oh, I don't really care if these people think that I'm a good skier or not. Like when I used to work at Vail, I really cared if people thought I was a good skier because I worked for the ski resort company and I would just try so hard and I'd be so embarrassed the whole time. And finally this time I was like, I'm not, I'm just, I'm going to short blues. And everyone, I had so many other people were like, thank you for saying that. Can we please stay on the short blues? I'm curious for people out there who do similar types of sports or even who are like, I, I wonder if this is how it is with running too, of like how many people out there are like, Hey, listen, I'm going to just hang out with my like 13 minute mile pace. And you guys can go do whatever you want. You can go, you know, pace yourself, like fart, lick your hearts out. I'm going to stick here with my 13 minute mile pace. Fart lick. That's how that's pronounced, right? <laughs> yes. I just love it. I do too. Um, I thought I really so, thought you were just gonna be like farting around and then you say fart like and everyone every single time there's a fart like you think it's gonna be like a fart joke. Yeah, it's no, not it's really like a real word that means something to <laughs> yeah, runners. <it> does. <laughs> guys are weirdos. So I was thinking about that and I was, and I was just curious, like, I feel like getting to that place where I can just say, I'm, I'm not here to try hard is so huge for me as like a representation of just 
hey, this is what I have to bring to the table and I'm not here to try hard. Well, remember when we went to Costa Rica? Of course you do. That was like one of the best trips ever. And I really want to do another trip at some point in our future, maybe for tenure. But remember when we got there and Donnie was like thinking that we wanted to like work out all the time. And we're like, let's be clear. We don't really care about working out on our vacation. So he would be, and everyone else was like, yes. And we did like some workouts, but we wanted it to just be totally no pressure, just fun and like move because like some people wanted to work out and then we didn't care if people didn't want to work out. I mean, it was just so funny how once you give that permission, because like people think you have to be hardcore all the time. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like, I just want to go lay by the pool. I don't really like, want to. It just has to be someone to finally be, to be one the person, person to, to you just have to ice say it. like, I don't want to do that. That sounds hard. Yeah. Everyone is thinking it. You be the person to say it. Like, yeah. you don't want to be the person who, who like, everyone's like, oh, you're being lazy or like, oh, you, you know, you're not hardcore. Like, no, I am not hardcore. No. Let it be known. Yeah. I think that's, I think there's a lot of people out there that are just like, you know, let's go do the fun run and legit have fun. Yeah, let's let's not do the fun run. Let's just yeah, not. <laughs> I was trying well, to something else. Well, I to do, you no. know I used as someone a former fun runner and used to like want to win the warm up. Being a reformed person like that, I mean, I guess like if I was put in a situation, I still like push myself a little bit, but I definitely don't put the pressure to win the race. I used to. Oh my gosh, I used to want to so bad. It doesn't. It gets exhausting. It just gets tiring. At the end of the day, you just kind of want to be like, yeah, I'm just tired. I just want to take a nap. I want to garden. I want to work in my garden. Yeah. I want to walk my dog. (laughs) I agree. And I feel like there, I remember being, you know, in my 20s, oh, so many years ago, when thinking those things, even just thinking them, I would feel this twinge of like guilt or shame about like, oh my gosh, like I, this really showed up around like my, about around workout habits where I was like, oh, I'm just lazy. And I would completely just think like, oh, you know, I just, I need to, I don't care enough about myself. Or, you know, if I'm not constantly chasing the next PR or not constantly you know, trying the next diet or whatever, then that must mean that I don't care about myself because this is what self-care self-care looks like constantly just beating yourself up for not spending every extra ounce of willpower to change your circumstances, whatever that may be. And I think that's really the key is like, we really, so many of us think that like, if you are not constantly striving to change your circumstances, whether that's buy a bigger house, get a different job, lose weight, blah, 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 you know, grow your hair. I don't know. Laminate your eyebrows, which I still am like, every time I see someone with a laminated eyebrow, I want to be like, when I was in middle school, we used to call that something. We used to call it, your eyebrows are raining, like smooth them out. I just want to like laminating your, oh, you know, where they like the girls that you love on Instagram do this, the striker sisters, where they like, oh, where they push them up, but then they like perm them there. Oh, okay. It's like a thing. You can get your eyebrows like stuck there forever. Like, oh, like Albert Einstein. Yeah. I mean, more power to you guys if you're out there like listening to this with laminated eyebrows and feeling called out. Like, I just think it's one of those trends where I see people doing it and I'm like, huh. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm I'm kind of getting to this place where I'm uh, growing out my eyebrows. I don't really pluck them as much anymore. I'm getting lazy, but whatever. Anyway. See? But there it is. Like, oh, this must mean I'm lazy. Like, it doesn't mean you're lazy. <laughs> That's true. You just, I mean, in real time. That's true. I can't believe, I didn't even plan to say that, no. you guys. I literally just was like. <laughs> Joy just lobbed that softball right to me. Why does that have to mean that you're lazy? It can oh, just that's mean, really funny. It, can it just... doesn't have to mean anything. 
it doesn't like, it's not even, oh, it can mean something else. No, it just doesn't have to have any meaning. No. I remember having this revelation. I know I've talked about this before, like around the time, I think it was after Miles was born. And I finally got to the point where I was like, I don't care how much I weigh. I don't. And I mean, I say this from a huge soul standpoint of thin privilege that even at my heavy, at my heaviest, and when I've been in the biggest version of my body, it still was well, you know, was within sort of thin standards. So I know that's coming from a big place of privilege, but I remember getting to a point and just having this like aha moment of like, I just don't care. Like, I just don't have to care. And before that would have so strongly meant that I was like giving up or that, you know, I was, I didn't care about myself. And in fact, stop not caring was the biggest thing I could do to care about myself. Yeah. It was just like the most liberating. Care. And you just kind of start to question like, what the heck am I paying attention to? Right. Why am I spending so much time worrying about this? Like, yeah, I'm worrying about whether or not I'm worrying about it. I know it's simple to say that, but I also realize that the diet culture is a nasty mofo and it's so tangly. You can't just turn well, it off, but it's you can up in everything. Yeah. And it's caught up, like we talk about, you know, just all the examples I was just giving. I mean, some of those are diet culture. Some of them are capitalism. Some of them are patriarchy. Some of them are, you know, like you have your, what you want your body to look like, but let's talk about whether or not you feel like you constantly need to be getting a better, bigger and better house, whether or not you feel like you constantly need to be getting a bigger and better job, whether or not you feel like you have to apply for that promotion, because if you don't apply for that promotion, then that means that you're not motivated and you don't like want to move up in the world, even if it's a job that you would hate. Let's talk about, you know, like all of that is capitalism, patriarchy, like it is win at all costs. It is, you know, like this standard that we just don't question because we think, oh, if I'm not, if I'm not constantly striving, then something's wrong with me. That goes from your career all the way down to your hobbies. And I'm Mm -hmm. realizing that, that like that feeling of constantly like not being willing to raise my hand and be like, I don't want to do those hard ski runs. Those aren't fun for me. I don't want to try that hard. This is supposed to be like fun outdoor time with my friends. Not like, am I going to die today experience? Right, right. And pushing yourself because you're like, oh, I just don't want to be the quote unquote weak one or I don't want to look Right, I don't want to be the slow one. And I mean, so, and that is a huge one for me. Like not wanting to be the slow one. I don't want to be the person everyone's waiting for. I don't want to be the person, like that's the big thing. I don't want to be the person everyone's waiting for. That to me is one of my biggest insecurities. And finally I was like, why do I care? If they don't, like if they don't want to wait, then they won't, then I'll just meet them at the bottom. Yeah. I'll just keep it myself and just like cruise around and- Have fun, sing songs. Did you see the viral video that was going around last week? You, did you see the one with Kim Kardashian? I always like laugh when I ask you. Oh, that. where she was like talking about how women need, need to work. work hard and like people yeah. just don't want to work these days. Yeah, people just don't want to work. And yeah. I think it was, I, I think it was a little bit, t- I don't know if it was taken out of context. It kind of seemed like it went viral out of a little bit of like out of context. And I also think that people just like to cause controversy with the Kardashians for whatever reason. Do you have an opinion about that at all? Like about what she said? I mean, I think the reality is that like celebrities are not real life and she may think that she's giving really good advice, but her life is not real life. And I don't think that she realizes that. And I don't care how hard you're working. Hard work is not a substitute for privilege and it's not a substitute for, I mean, her version of hard work probably still requires someone else to do a lot of the basic things in her house. Her version of hard work comes from a standpoint of being completely able-bodied and from being, you know, like there's just so much that goes into that statement where it's like, I don't need to talk, you know, yeah, sure. It's tone deaf, 
But more than anything, I think once people are at that level of wealth for that long, they lose touch with what it's actually like to live in the real world. They really do. And we've seen it. We've known people like that. I'm sure, you know, like if you've ever known someone who's really, really wealthy, you spend some time around them and you're like, oh, your decision making is just a different, completely different process. You know, they're just things that you get to take for granted that most people don't. Yeah. As you were saying this, I got this idea. (laughs) I was like, I don't, I also think, Kim, there are a lot of things that I would say about the Kardashians that they have worked very hard. But I, I mean, even from watching them all very young, they really worked their butt off to create the brand that they have now. I don't want to take away from that and like put women down or anything like that. And I know we're not, but I just, I also agree that the out of touchness of this is like, that's kind of what I think really bothered people. But I, you know, did you ever watch The Simple Life with Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton? I so badly wish that like regular, <laughs> I think about this all the time. Nobody can steal this idea. It is trademarked right here. Is <laughs> like to have normal people like you and me talk to a celebrity or just like do something with them, hang out with them for a day, just do a normal, basic crap. And just being like, how do you, how do you feel walking into uh, a target with me? Let's just go spend a regular, like instead of a day in the life of Kim Kardashian, I would like her to come to a day in the life of Joy Parrish and see how she reacts. Like, is this weird for you, Kim? You got to go pick up that poop. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see how she, like, I just, it's, it's interesting to me how the bottom line of that is like, I, it's interesting to me and always has been. It's so fascinating to me. You guys know I love celebrities of what fame does to you and the, the palace intrigue. And uh, Dak Shepard was talking about this recently on his podcast about how when the pandemic happened and all the SAG award like shows were happening and how they were trying to like set it up when people would be on screen, was there a dress code? What did the SAG people want the celebrities to wear? uh, Dax was like, yeah, some people were in like full ball gowns. (laughs) It's really funny. It's the episode with Seth Meyers, the most recent one, if you want to listen to it, because it really is cute. But he's like, some people are like full on ball gowns, like their family's having a huge party. And then you have like Jeff Daniels sitting in his house, sitting in a hotel room because he was on location in like crappy clothes. And there's a mound of clothes on the bed with a blanket over it because he tried to cover up the mound of clothes. <laughs> Seth is like, yeah, mound guy doesn't get the award. <laughs> because now you've seen behind the curtain. And Dax was like, I wondered if that was going to like, like hurt the industry of like seeing too much behind the curtain of like, now we get to see too much of people at home and relaxed and like in their real, you know, it's not glitzy glam, because that's the intrigue of Hollywood. Anyway, it's all very like, fascinating. It's like the that this comedy, the last stand up comedy special that Ellen had in like 2018, or the beginning of 2019. Yes, yes. Where she talks about like, yeah, I, d- I think about that bit that she the, the opening bit of that whole yeah. of that special where she's like talking about having this, you know, 200 yard long bathroom and having to scooch across it on a towel because she forgot her bath mat. And she's like, you know, you scooch past the gold toilet. Yeah. Of like how relatable she is. And right, yeah. yeah. Well, let's take a quick break and talk about our fantastic sponsors, Ned, the makers of the CBD products 
we know and love. If you haven't listened to the episode with one of the founders of Ned, Rhett Taylor, we had him on the show last week. It was a lovely, lovely podcast episode. We know how you guys sometimes feel about guests, but I really encourage you to listen to that episode if you haven't already. He's just an amazing human. I feel like we had such a great conversation. I know I say that about a lot of guests, but it really was very inspiring, just overall feel good. And I hope that you guys, if nothing else, get a sense from that episode of how much we really do love and trust this brand and why we really love and trust it, that everything that they do is so intentional down to the soil that they grow their hemp in. So that is a huge reason why we feel good about recommending these products, why we use them every single day and why we really enjoy being able to tell our community about this awesome brand. As always, you guys can get a discount on Ned products. The discount code is joy. It's helloned.com forward slash joy, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy. And because March is their birthday month, you get 21% off your purchase. And that purchase supports this awesome brand, this awesome, these awesome local farmers, and as well as our podcast. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. All right, Q and A. I have Did not just... laughed that hard about the bread in a oh, long time. Oh my god i i want to I want to play that clip <laughs> over and over and over. I'm so glad this records video because I am just if if that doesn't make us funnier than Joe Rogan, I don't know what does. Are you still as affected by sad as much as previous years? This is from uh, one of our listeners on Instagram. Well, seasonal affective disorder, if people aren't familiar, is a diagnosis that happen that kind of is classified by your mood changing when the seasons change, when the days get really short and there's not as much sunlight, it really affects your mood. A lot of people will go into kind of like more of a depression, feeling like their mood is just really low. And I've talked about it over the years about how the Seasons changing from summer to fall, mostly winter is kind of when I feel it. I felt pretty good this season, and I wonder if it had to do with how I'm out of a really toxic job. (laughs) Hmm, funny how stress, you know, if you look at the big picture, and I talk about this a lot too with my clients, is like, if you look at the big picture, if you can just chip away one little thing that is really adding to your stress, it's amazing what will happen to you. So, I kind of look at my life of how taking a stress like a toxic job, a toxic work work culture really affected my mood in a positive way where I didn't really feel the effects as much this year. I kind of stayed on top of it was trying to get outside as much as possible, walking the dog every day, getting some sunlight, even though it's like really cold outside. But and I also still use a happy lamp. Some people still uh, are curious about it. It's from Verilux, V-E-R-I-L-U-X. I can post a link in the show notes. You can get them on Amazon. They're like 20 bucks. And it's just a little light that um, you put in like at your desk, put it put it to the side and it does like a little sunlight for your face, not like sunlight that's going to burn you, but just simulating sun. And not a tanning bed. Not way. a tanning bed. Yes, you will not <laughs> have a Remember that? Sunburn. Remember tanning beds? Oof. Oh my gosh. Did you ever do them? I mean, with I mean your skin. like a handful of times in middle school, because I was like, I'm going to get a tan. This yeah. is going to be the time I get a tan. I literally, the girls at the front desk, even though they themselves were only like 16, were like, the max you can do is four minutes. <laughs> four minutes. Like I literally would be in there for like less than 10 minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. They were like, we don't. And were you burnt? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. One time 
I think it was maybe like the first time in my life I ever wore a thong. I wore it to a tanning bed and my butt cheeks got oh. roasted. <laughs> and then I had to go see, do you remember the movie Alpha Dog with Justin Timberlake? Kind of. Vaguely, right? Like this deep, Vague. deep, yeah, deep memory. Yeah, deep well, let's see what year it went out. It came out. Alpha Dog. Oh my gosh. Justin, 2006 it came you out. You saw that movie with a burn butt? Yeah, I went straight. It's out of my senior year of high school. I burned the crap out of my butt cheeks and then had to go sit through like a really, really horrible movie. Wow, Bruce Willis is in that movie. And Sharon Stone, really? What? Star-studded cast? for Justin Timberlake as Frankie Nuts Ballenbacher. Wait a minute. What was that last name? Nuts? Ballenbacher? Frankie Nuts. Like, his nickname was Nuts. Oh, Nuts. Who came up with this? Wow. Was that in peak NSYNC year? Uh, I think it was a little bit after. I think it was, like, as JT's solo career was starting to take off. Got it. Oh, man. <gasps> So just imagine, horrible movie, probably one of the worst movies ever, and then my just charred to crisp butt cheeks in the movie theater. Oh my god, that's so funny. In my low-cut jeans. What was the album, Sexy Love Stone? What was it? What? <laughs> what was the name of his album that came out that like changed everyone's lives? Well, it changed my life. I don't know. Hold on. It's going to drive me nuts. It's going to drive me nuts. Future, Future Sex, sex yeah, Love Sounds? Love sound. Future Sex Love Sounds, yeah changed my freaking that was when i was in grad school i think it was my first or second year of grad. Mm-hmm. i think it was my second year of grad school and that album changed my world yeah that was my freshman year of college yeah core oh. core moments core moments all right so someone just texted us a britney video oh you did <laughs> that was me that was me texting you the britney video <laughs> This might be the best Brit dance video ever. You know, her her videos are pretty amazing. I gotta really watch it really quick. I gotta watch this in real time. Wow, is it speed? It's sped up. She's is doing it? her normal dance moves. Yeah, it's totally sped up. Yeah. That explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, this has to be like double time. Because wrong. she's so great. Oh, okay. God love her. I know. Okay. God love her. Uh, I did want to answer this question. Yes. Um, what is your pizza order? Well, I'm not. Oh, I'm not picky about pizza. This may be like an unpopular opinion. I will eat any type of pizza right now because I'm still following my diet for my um, naturopath. I don't eat a lot of cheese. So when I do order pizza, it's like like whatever has like, you know, it's not like cheese balls on cheese on cheese. So you're not having mac and cheese pizza. Right. Yeah. But I stay pretty basic. I do love a veggie pizza, but I don't. I also like will try anything like we have a really great pizza well, it's on Tennyson, uh, Hops and Pies, and it's a great, it's a great place. So I'll just like order whatever's like their special. Be like, let me, yeah, I'll, sure, I'll try this like chicken strips on this with barbecue, you know, like. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Yeah. How about you? Do you have a go-to? I, I mean, it depends on where you are, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to order a margarita pizza from Blackjack, but I, but I would say in general, margarita is my favorite, or I love a white pizza, but like, we're talking like a wood fire oven pizza restaurant for sure. either of those two options. Yeah. Otherwise, I love like. I love veggie pizza. Like, I'm just ordering it from, like, like, a Domino's. What's not to love about bread, sauce, cheese, things that are delicious on top? Just anything like, you just, want. Yeah. Are you True. a pineapple? Would you do pineapple? Okay, this That's is very polarizing. Yeah. I feel like the the big controversy is that I am kind of neutral about it. Maxine loves it. Our okay. Pair. Okay. She, she is, like, a Hawaiian pizza person through and through. Apparently, in Brazil, people, like, put the weirdest crap on their pizzas, like hot dogs. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Why not? I mean, I can think of some reasons, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And ham, it, like they put ham on everything in Brazil, mm-hmm. supposedly, mm-hmm. according to her. It's so funny. I don't think I ever had like a real good sense of what Brazilian home cooking what was like. Like I never really thought about, oh, what do like Brazilian people just eat at home? 
but never in my life did I imagine that it would involve so much ham or corn. Yeah. Like those are probably Maxine's two favorite foods. That's interesting. Her mom is here right now. Oh, that's so exciting. Is she going to cook? Mom, she, I don't know. Because Maxine does not cook. She hates cooking. Oh, and so I'm like, do, if, do you hate cooking and your mom is good at it? Or like, did you inherit hating cooking from your mom? Right. TBD. But her yeah. mom is here. Maxine has not seen her mom in over two years. She obviously lives in Brazil. Yeah. And she's here for two weeks. That's she's so, so cute. She doesn't speak English, but she's so cute. That's so great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So as far as pizza, I also have a question for listeners of like, I know people feel very passionate if you're from like a big pizza city, like New York City, Chicago, Jersey. I mean, there's like Jersey style pizza. Detroit. Doesn't Detroit Detroit. have its own style pizza? Yeah. Yes. There's a place down the street, Blue Pan, that's like everyone goes crazy for. I am not one of those people that's like, this is the best pizza ever. I mean, what if you go to Italy? I mean, that's probably got the most amazing pizza ever. Exactly. I agree. I will say I prefer a little bit of a thinner crust. Like I do prefer like a wood fire style pizza, like a little bit of a thinner crust, almost like a little bit doughy, but thin, like not, but like not overcooked. Yeah. And then just like pretty minimalist, not picky. And I think there's just, we could probably have an entire podcast dedicated to going through Yeah, we've really already spent quite a long time on this Yeah, we could probably spend an entire podcast. (laughs) We could do a whole other series just Mm -hmm. going through pizza of the entire world. Oh, I will say one thing I love, though, is like a salad on top of a pizza. Ooh, no. Yeah. Like I love (laughs) topping. Like there is this pizza at this this Italian restaurant in Longmont where the pizza itself is like a jalapeno chicken pizza. And then there's basically just a Caesar salad on top. Mm. It's so I'm going to draw the line on that. (laughs) It's so good. It's like a reverse crouton. I'll try. I'll try it. Okay. I'll try a reverse crouton. Okay. Yeah. Um, so good. This is reminding me of like one of Scott's favorite podcasts in the world called The Doughboys. He is obsessed. And they, that's all they do. And they're very, very famous. And all they do is go to restaurants and like fast food places and they rate foods. And it's like really funny. Um, so we Amazing. just like had a little Doughboys moment. Okay. One more. Okay. Really quickly. Tell us about the puppy. People, people <gasps> are surprised about the puppy. Okay, so if you haven't heard already, we are, Scott and I are going to be puppy raising again. Cadet was accepted, well, accepted. She's going to the track. There's a bunch of different tracks that you can do when you're a service dog. She's going to the hearing dog program, so she'll be there for another couple months. If all goes well, she'll graduate with a human, be matched with a human in May. Full circle moment. I think I told you guys this on the podcast. Maybe I didn't. That my uncle just applied for a hearing dog too. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Oh, he did apply? He did apply. Like suggesting that he Yeah, I texted him the other day and I was like, did you apply? And he's like, yeah, I just applied. I'm like, oh my gosh, he would be so perfect for a hearing dog. So that would be exciting. So we got a message a couple weeks ago that we are getting another puppy to raise. And so that will be happening on Friday, March 18th. Very late. We're going to go to the airport and pick the puppy up. Give it a bath. Probably be covered in pee when we get it. But you know what? That's what happens when they ship puppies. Happens to the best of us, puppy. And uh, so probably when you're listening to this, we'll not see photos of the dog until Saturday, just because we're going to be going home and sleeping and trying to sleep with a new little puppy. So the adventure continues again. We think it's going to be a male. That could always change. There's tons of puppy raisers that are getting puppies right now and things can always change at the last minute. So I never, we never, you never really know what you're going to get, but we got really lucky with cadet. I think it was because of the pandemic that we knew way in advance, which dog we were getting. We knew which airport we were picking up. We knew it was like a a private jet that they had the volunteers, which by the way, pilots for pets on Instagram is the best. They have volunteer private planes that um, fly dogs around like from shelters to go to new homes. So they're a great nonprofit organization you can support, but we are doing this again. 
I am just so thrilled. I'm very, very excited. I'm very excited to do this again. I'm also excited. Okay, donut or cinnamon roll? Donuts. Donuts. Cinnamon rolls is like one kind. I want yeah, options. Yeah, that's a great There's point. so many options for donuts. I don't know. I made a lemon poppy seed cinnamon roll once, Ooh. but it wasn't cinnamon roll. It was like a lemon poppy seed. Like, like a bun. Like a bun. Yeah. Um, I agree, though. Donuts. And then what is your favorite movie theater candy? Hot tamales. I can oh. eat loads of hot tamales. Okay. This is a weird fact. When I was in high school, it must have been. I was friends with a girl who would just suck off, like suck the hot tamale part off and then just spit out like the little cylinder you know of gelatin. Here's the thing. Teenage girls need to stop with that stuff. They need to stop eating the weird stuff. Like they remember when they used to like, you'd have that friend that would like peel off a Snickers bar and like peel yeah. it to where the caramel was just sitting there. Yeah. And it's just like, just freaking. Just eat the whole thing. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. So like, that's what I think of whenever I think of hot tamales is that anytime we go to the movies together, she would end up with like a cup full of like sucked on clear gelatin no. bullets. No. Stop being weird with food. Stop being weird with food. Um, I am. I'm not a big candy eater. I love popcorn. I love. Popcorn. I love popcorn too. I just ate some before we started recording. Like I love it. But if I had to pick a candy, do you remember Nerds Ropes? No ropes. Yeah, it no. was basically like a. It wasn't licorice, but it was like a um like a sweet tart kind of flavored licorice. Okay. Yeah, that was wrapped in Nerds. Whoa, I don't remember this. <laughs> This was like, I had a big moment when I was in high school. Wow. So it was like a. That like makes a, my tongue hurt just thinking about uh-huh. it. Like all the sugar. Like when you get like your taste buds would get I, sore. <laughs> okay. So there was a time in my life where I was as part of like a student council project. A couple of friends and I did this thing where you, it was like a program that's sponsored by the Boy Scouts of America. And you basically create a, would create a hotline where students who were drunk, like high school students who were drunk could call this hotline and you would go pick them up and take them to their house. Mm, Okay. It was called safe rides. Very creative. Mm -hmm. And, but so like the, like me and my friends would be up all night getting to the rides. And so I would sit there, I would buy nerds ropes and Red Bull. Thinking back, the fact that I then went home at like 2am and fell asleep. How? That's the beauty of youth. It's the beauty of being 17. Yeah. But yeah, I drink, I would like drink, have Red Bull in one hand, nerds were open the other hand. And somehow my body did not shut down. Although yeah. nowadays, if I even like, I think if I smelled a Red Bull, oh my I think gosh. I, my body would just. They're so sweet smelling. Uh huh. I yeah. also in college loved Jaeger bombs. <sighs> Who loves Jaeger bombs? <laughs> I mean, I used to go all out on Long Island iced teas, but that's because they were like $2. You taste the alcohol. Yeah, that's true. Like Jaeger pops, really, oh, Claire? Really? Yeah. 19 year, 20 year old Claire? Yeah. Have some self respect. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> Long Island iced teas. That just made me sick thinking about it. It's like a big old, <laughs> oh, there, was a, there was a sandwich shop on the hill called Half Fast, like ha- like fast and not ass, but it sounds like half fast when you say it. Half Fast. And they had like $2 Long Island pitchers. And so everyone would get their own pitcher. Oh, <laughs> And then you would just put a straw in it. And then everyone would get their own, like, and then you just to pass out in like immediately wasted. Yeah. And then you buy this like huge sandwich. Yeah. And it, and it started wow. at like two in the afternoon. So you'd go over there straight from class. And by three 30, you were just completely drunk. Like, wh- why do we do this? I was going to say, how did we even how? survive? I, there's if I times to do that now. I have like one glass of wine and the next day. I'm like, there's so many times I think about, I'm like, I, how did I not die? I, there were so many times when I, we would go, it was really big to go to Rocky point for spring break. And I would be just 
driving. I and and when I was in San Diego, there were a couple times we would cross the border because we weren't 21 yet, so you could just go drink. We'd go party in Mexico, and then I'd be like, I wouldn't drink, but I would be with a car full of people. I'm like, how did we just cross the border, go party in Mexico, just a group of girls? Without, I mean, it was just like you think about these things of just like that wasn't really safe to go. Not safe. <laughs> just- I also just think about like how did I? I would like go to class all day and then I'd go to work and then I would go out. Yeah. Surely this is not the same body that was doing. I that. think about that all the time. Like, how did I work three jobs and go out and do school and go to and, school? And yeah, doesn't and like worked out something. Like, oh, I went to the man. fitness center. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, youth. That's the power youth. of youth. This is what it's fleeting. Happens. Yeah, it really is. But- what are you gonna do? Oh well, we can remember that time fondly. And, and now you're podcasting now the, while eating the, dough. While still recovering from daylight savings time. <laughs> Maybe that's why daylight savings time doesn't affect you in your 20s because you have no sleep schedule anyway. (laughs) And now you have a sweatshirt with pie on it while you're making bread. So excited about that I like saved for today to wear on pie day. (laughs) I planned to wear this pie applique sweatshirt. (laughs) And as soon as we stop recording in a minute, I'm going to do another turn on my dough. Oh my gosh. That will go down in one of the best podcast moments in history, and I cannot wait to post this video. It looks like you're kneading dough. That's exactly what I'm doing. Good job. If we played charades, you would have won. That goes, that goes into the, the history where you said, Pat Bonatar, who is he? That was and like our first episode. That was the first episode. Yeah. Or the one where we realized that we were recording right next to the cat hair. <laughs> And you were like, why am I so sniffly? And you looked to the left and I'm like, oh, that's where the cats lay. Six inches away from just a carpet of cat fur. That was a good one. Or when the moth moth flew in your ear. Like, all. (laughs) why are all these things happening to you, by the way? (laughs) Feels like a pattern. (laughs) Oh, no. All right, right, guys. Well, thank you for being there with us through all of those moments as well as this today's episode. Uh Don't forget to support our sponsor, Ned. Go to helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy. Get 21% off your order for the month of March. Try out their improved sleep blend. Try out their de-stress blend. Try out their daily blend, which is their just straight full spectrum hemp. Highly recommend. We love all their products. We use them all. Go back and listen to last week's episode with one of the founders, Rhett Taylor, if you want to learn a little bit more about the company. And you can find us on Instagram at Joy and Claire underscore. We are on the reels train hardcore. So really? We, we made that joke last two weeks uh-huh. ago. We're going to make it again. It's not funny. It's, <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> and luckily I'm the only one that has to think it's funny because it's just you and me. And you can go to joyandclaire.com to find our old episodes. Feel free to shoot us an email. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. We will talk to you next week. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>